0: Vera Payne. The car world has been greatly changed in the last couple of years. We've seen new trends and pivots in the market, but the largest impact has been the popularity of Tesla. Elon Musk's electric car has revitalized the industry and brought a swarm of new technologies. But is this a fad or something here to stay? Joining me today is Matt Pressman, president of EV Annex, where we'll be discussing everything you need to know about electric cars. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Thank you. So tell me about electric cars. I know there's more than just Tesla out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of different electric cars out there. Tesla is the biggie. It's 80% of the U.S. market. So they really have the lion's share of electric vehicle sales in the U.S. and also worldwide. But there are other makes and models out there. The two big ones coming are Rivian and also Lucid, which are two new electric vehicle car companies coming out in the next year or two.
0: Wow. I've never even heard of those two. I was anticipating you saying Toyota or Hyundai or or something like that. I've never heard of these companies before. Are they good?
1: Yeah, they are. So they're, they're made up of a lot of ex-Tesla uh, staffers at both Lucid and uh, Rivian. And they're going to be focusing strictly on electric cars. Companies like Hyundai and Toyota have electric cars in the works. And some of them have some electric cars on the road right now, but minimal compared to what Tesla has. And I think at this stage of the game, they're still pushing folks towards gasoline-powered cars versus electric cars, because that's where they make most of their money, frankly. So, yeah.
0: What's the difference between, like, a hybrid and an electric car? I mean, because for me, they're kind of the same.
1: It's kind of like an alphabet soup of different types of electric cars, and they have these acronyms. So BEV is Battery Electric Vehicle. P-H-E-V is plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, and H-E-V is hybrid electric vehicle. Now, none of those are even hybrids. Hybrids are a whole different thing altogether. Uh, hybrids are basically some of the driving is done on electric, on a battery, but the lion's share of the driving is done with, with gasoline. But the three acronyms I told you, B-E-V is basically an all-electric vehicle, so that's just just driven by a battery. And that's what Tesla does, and, and that's what most people think of when they think of electric vehicles. Plug-in hybrid electric vehicle is sort of uh, a mix. You plug your car in to charge it, sort of like a regular EV, like what Tesla has, but it also has a backup engine with a gas tank in it. So it, that, that's a lot of automakers right now are, are coming out with these PHEVs or plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, and the last one on the list is hydrogen electric vehicle, which is a whole different type of of fuel, which is a clean fuel, and that's still years and years away. The, the Toyota has one model called the Toyota Mirai, which is has a very small number of cars in in production. But those are the three biggies: the BEV, the PHEV, and the HEV.
0: Wow, that's a lot of letters right there, in <laughs> <laughs> No, which one? Yeah, is
1: they call the- it alphabet soup in my in my industry. I mean, at the end of the day, though, the, the funny thing is. Really, when you're thinking about an electric car, you're thinking about an electric car. So there's no backup gas tank. There's no gasoline used. It's just a battery. So that's really why Tesla is sort of considered the king of electric cars, because they don't do anything like that. They just they simply use a battery.
0: Now, for me, I'm always thinking about maintenance. So that's like my biggest thing when looking at a vehicle. When it comes to, like, electric cars, is it the same as a regular car? Different is it's usually less expensive to maintain an electric car
1: versus a gasoline powered car. So, gasoline powered vehicles are usually run by an internal combustion engine. They're always run by a, it's called the acronym there is ICE, internal combustion engine. And you've got fan belts and you've got hoses and you've got the engine itself and a transmission. You've got a lot of moving parts, over a thousand. And in, in an electric car, you've got less than 50 moving parts. So it's, it's, it's extremely different in terms of how to maintain an electric car versus a, a gasoline-powered internal combustion engine vehicle. So that's one of the really cool things is you get a big savings in terms of maintenance with an electric car versus a, a regular gas car.
0: Now you say savings because, like, you assume a lot of people can't change their oil or their own you know, fluids, but I can, or at least my father can, and I go to him often. So I do save a lot of money going to my dad to fix my car. Can you like, DIY on electric cars, or is that not safe? Um, there's really not much DIY to do. I mean, all you really need to do in an electric car is get your tires changed.
1: Um You know, there's a heavy battery pack at the bottom of an electric car, and so sometimes you may get a little bit more tire wear, but basically there's no maintenance. I mean, the the joke among electric car owners is you don't even really need to go in once a year or twice a year you know like you usually have scheduled visits with a with a dealership when you have a gas-powered car you don't really even need it with an electric car so there really is no maintenance you know for the most part unless there's something involved with the software in the car but that would be the same with a gasoline-powered car you have to deal with that either way with some kind of maintenance so
0: yeah that's true i mean you still need a computer to access some of the things in your car your gas car
1: yeah yeah, so so in, the, in that case, you know, either kind of car, you're gonna you're gonna need to get it uh, checked out at a dealership. Yeah.
0: Now I know for a few people, myself included, it's the charging stations. I always wonder, like, am I gonna find one in time? Kind of like you do with your own, you know, gas car. You'll sit there and wait until it gets almost to E. Uh, but in the case of electric cars, <laughs> can you wait until you're almost at E? So this is
1: really the big, they, they call it in the media, you know, if you read most articles and, and newspapers and, and online and, and, you know, watch TV shows and they talk about electric cars, the big thing is this thing called range anxiety, right? Am I going to run out of range and, you know, and be stuck in the middle of the desert with nowhere to, to power up my car? And so the thing is, the model of ownership is radically different with an electric car versus a gas car. You can think of it this way, like every night you go to bed and you charge your, your laptop and your cell phone, and when you wake up in the morning, they're, they're fully charged, they're 100%. It's the same thing with an electric car. You know, you, you go to bed at night, and if you have a home charger, you just plug in your car, and you wake up every morning with a quote-unquote full tank, you know, and you're, you're ready to drive, you know, 300 to 400 miles of range uh, every morning. So you're kind of on full every day. So really the the model itself is, is radically different. It's like imagine if you had to take your computer to a separate gas station every day to power it. It would just be like, well, you know, that's kind of weird. And so that's the cool thing when you when you buy an electric car, you realize that you have almost like a gas station in your own garage, which is a really kind of a cool different model of ownership. So that said, though, when you do make a long trip, let's say three or four hours, you will get low on range, just like you would in a gas car. And in those cases, you would need to stop at a charging station. But there's a huge uh, infrastructure for charging all over the country now. You know, Tesla has really taken the lead on this. They have the biggest uh, charging infrastructure in the country. And so almost every major highway you're on, there's, there's, you know, where you usually would pull over for some food or restrooms. There's usually Tesla charging stations there.
0: Now, I'm glad you brought up the home charging station because that one gets me a little bit. And there's two parts to this one. How hard is yeah. it to... Install it into your home, and the second part is—is is how much increase does it do to your electric bill?
1: Okay, so so good, good questions. Yeah, so so basically, you would you would hire an electrician, and they would then install a, a charger in your in your garage or outside your house as well. Like I live in a townhouse, so I have a charger outside my house, and and I have two 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 electric cars, and I've owned an electric car before that too. So so basically, you know, you'd pay somewhere between, let's say, $600 and 1200 to get that home charger installed. And then, you know, the the cost of it, the best way to look at the costs are, let's say you want to fill up your SUV, right? And it's going to cost you about $40 at the gas station. That same fill up, let's say, which would get you the same amount of range, would cost you about 10 bucks with an electric car. So on on average you're usually saving about a third or a quarter against what you'd pay with a gasoline car. So that's always an, a, a big area of why why people buy electric cars is it's so much cheaper to own than than a gas car. So it will increase your your electric bill but you know when you compare it to what you pay at the gas station it's a third or a quarter less.
0: When you're driving an electric car Is it the same as when you're driving a gas car? For me, like when I'm driving a gas car, I'm listening to my engine. I'm listening to the road and for any kind of like little bumps or grinding noises my car is making. Is that the same thing with like a Tesla?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. So, yeah, there's no engine, so there's no there's no sound. It's totally silent, so you can hear the road a lot better. There's a better sense of the road, and so people, you know, who really love to drive, they, they enjoy driving electric cars because you really feel the road more because you can hear more. Also, your sound system, if you're playing music, just sounds so much more resonant because – you don't have this background noise of an engine there. But really, the, that, that's sort of what most people think of when they go into buying an electric car, is that it's silent versus having an engine, which is louder. But there's a lot of really cool things that make an electric car different. The, the, the biggest one is they're just fast. They're super quick. There's no transmission lag. So you don't when you press on your, your gas pedal in a, in a gasoline-powered car, it takes a, like a, like a second or two for the car to really speed up. And you can feel that lag. With an electric car, there's no lag at all. the The power goes directly to the wheels. So the second you press the the pedal, the, the, you know, and you power the car, it just goes. So it's really fun because you have this incredible torque. And that's like one of the really big things that people love about electric cars is how fast they are. And you probably read about it with Tesla. You know, Tesla's very fast.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Tesla, this past winter, one of the things that I saw a lot of was people complaining that their car, their car doors in particular, were freezing or it just couldn't handle the winter life. And I'm I'm wondering, is that like a Tesla issue or is that an electric car issue?
1: Well, yeah, it's interesting. There's With extremes in weather, whether it's super hot or super cold, mostly super cold, you may lose a little bit of range in the car. So let's say you have 350 miles of range. That may go down to 325 miles of range, let's say, or 310 miles of range if it's really cold outside. So you lose a little bit of range. The same happens, interestingly, with a gasoline car. So any car, if it's very cold, you'll lose some some ability to drive as long distances as you would have before. So that's really the big thing that most folks will complain about. I mean, things like candles freezing, that happens with any car. You know, if it's super cold outside, you just need to, to you know, defrost and heat up the car and take your scraper out. You know, <laughs> do the usual things you got to do to prep yourself getting ready to drive.
0: It's funny you said to prep yourself. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, you got to go buy heat. You got to put heat in your gas tank.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: you can't do that for a Tesla, though. So, what do you do to like winterize your car, an electric car?
1: Well, you can preheat your car, so it's kind of cool. This is what most Tesla owners do: is they they uh, they have an app on their phone, and you you can just simply start heating your car even before you get in, into it. So you can you can just turn on the heat from your app on your phone, and by the time you get out to the car, it's it's warm and toasty and ready to drive which is pretty cool same thing if it's super hot by the way you can also cool your car so like i live here in near miami in florida and a lot of people before they get in their car they'll turn on the ac for a little bit so when you get in your car it's nice and cool
0: now electric cars have been around for a while even in the hybrid forms but they haven't really caught on do you think tesla is going to make electric cars part of the you know the cars we're going to see out more often
1: well, this is an important point, and, and this is something that's that's misunderstood by a lot of folks. So so what's kind of cool about the Tesla Model 3, for instance, let's say, is its price point is, it starts between $35,000 and $40,000. So it's considered sort of like a premium sedan, like a BMW 3 Series was, was the leader in that category for years, for, for, for probably almost a decade or so or more. And Tesla recently, on their last earnings call on Wall Street, had announced that the Tesla Model 3 is now the biggest-selling and premium sedan in the world, so it's it's got larger sales than the BMW 3 Series or Mercedes S, uh, Mercedes C-Class, so that's a really big deal. So whatever category Tesla has entered, they have become a market leader or close to a market leader. So the exciting thing is once the price of electric cars begins to go further down, there is a good chance that that electric cars could become, quote-unquote, mainstream. It's all about getting the battery costs down, and that's happening over the last few years. Batteries have become less expensive as more electric cars are being made.
0: That's true. When I think of cars, especially a junk car, something to get you from point A to point B, I'm really just looking for something that's between 15 20,000. That's a junk car. Maybe right. something that'll last right. me for two years under a <laughs> thousand.
1: So, right, 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 exactly, so yeah.
0: is that the kind of price range you're thinking Tesla needs to hit or any electric car needs to hit for the people to be more interested in these cars?
1: Well, I think, yes, certainly. I mean, right now, the average price, I think, in the U.S. to buy a car is somewhere between thirty dollars and $35,000. Like, it's just the average price across the board. So really, mainstream and mass acceptance of cars, it's pretty close right now in terms of price point. But I do agree, for it to really reach everyone, it needs to go lower in price. And the really cool thing is if you're looking for a car between ten dollars and $20,000, you can find used electric cars in that price range that are really pretty nice, like the Nissan Leafs and the Chevy Volt, or Chevy Bolt. You can get some, some really nice electric cars in, in and at a low price point if they're used. Um, they may not have as much range as a Tesla, but they're still they're still super fun and they, it's a great deal if you think about it. So so that is an option if people are looking at electric cars and want a lower price point.
0: Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. for those listening, where can they find more information about you?
1: I run a company called EV Annex, and that stands for Electric Vehicle Annex. And we sell parts and accessories for electric cars. And we're the leading uh, parts and accessories uh, destination on the web for Tesla owners. So that's why I kind of know a lot about Teslas. But yeah, we have a site called EVannex.com, electricvehicleannex.com. And that's where you can find me.
0: This has been The Mason Vera Payne Show.
1: Thanks for listening.